and welcome to the podcast, Love in the Time of Coronavirus. I'm Amy. And I'm Evie. And we're not experts. We are just two millennials who love to talk about love, sex, and now obsessively the coronavirus. Uh, we're also in Georgetown right now, which is the epicenter of the mid-Atlantic coronavirus. Is it? Outbreak. Well, technically we're blocking a half away from that church. Where the reverend had with it. patient zero. I mean... Who knows? Good thing we don't go to church. I've been what I've been obsessing about today is that DC has had the same count for three days now, and I keep telling Evie, like they're not telling us. What do you think it means, Evie? Is it that they uh, aren't testing people? Or are they keeping it a secret? I think people are taking the weekend off. The 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 official coronavirus tallying people. Yeah, yeah, maybe this seem like that. Well, maybe we should do little intros. Sure. Um, because 95% of our listening base will be Becky, my mother. Also, my friend Katie Gerwig just had surgery. So you're welcome, Katie, for generating this content for you. People have so much time on their hands. They're going to love this. So much indoor time. Right, why don't you introduce yourself and your dating status and everything, Evie? Okay. Well, my name is Evie. I'm 25 years old, young. Um, so mid-20s. I've lived in D.C. for almost three years now, and I am an architect. I am currently single, so... Little fella, she's single. Fellas! Um, (laughs) So many men are going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Who are we kidding? We're both secretly hoping all our exes are going to listen to this podcast. If they do, I'm still single. No, we're going to seem so well-adjusted and eligible. So well-adjustedly single. (laughs) I've adjusted well to the single life. So are you on the apps, Evie? Are you dating during the pandemic? What's Uh, up? Unfortunately, yes and yes. Um, I'm trying to practice safe dating, but you know how it goes. Um, I am on the apps. Well, I'm on one app. I'm on Hinge. Um, I haven't gotten on Tinder in a long time because mm. I just, I, it just seems like it's not as good. I don't know. Um, not that Hinge is any better, really. But mm. um, I have a well-established profile on Hinge, so there's that. By well-established, what do you mean? It's been there a long time. It's around. <laughs> I feel like one of those uh, people that I see all the time. <laughs> I see you again. We didn't match last time. Why? Do you get suspicious about those people who have been on there for three years and have ever have that thought where you're like, something must be wrong with that person. And then you're like, wait, it's me. (laughs) They're thinking the same thing about me. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. We're going to get to your recent dating in the time of this pandemic. You're well, this was my first date in like three months because I was studying for my exam, which I passed. So She's a licensed architect, fellas. Not yet, but almost. Almost. She passed all of her... I passed all my exams. I did all my hours. So, you know... It's well, coming. Let me just build something for you. Okay. A future. What? <laughs> Wow. Oh, by the way, I've been telling Evie for like six months, like, save it for the podcast, Evie, whenever she is talking about something and I want to shut her up. It's Yeah, it's what she means. But now... She means shut up. It's coming back to bite me in the butt because... 
Now I'm talking. Look at us now. There's so much to say. Anyway, okay, we're going to come back to your dating, but a little intro for me. Yes. I am 30 years old. Young. 30 years young. Um, I am in a doctoral program to become a clinical psychologist. So some might call me a mental health professional. (laughs) I would. Although I am unlicensed. I am single. I'm currently not really dating in the time of the pandemic, even though I'm on the apps, just because I'm in one of those like lull breaks where I need a break. Um, a lot of red herrings recently, you know, and I would think that something was wrong with me, except it's happening to like everybody I know these like this like excitement and then something happens and it's spoiled men suck. Yeah, it is. It's tough out there. Mm-hmm. But um, you mentioned safe dating now with the coronavirus. What do you, what is safe dating for you? Mm. Six feet apart? No, just like maybe not making out on the in the first hmm. hour of knowing each other. Um, do you shake hands? I did shake his hand. Um, I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like wish I just like waved. Um, To be honest, I don't think it was worth the risk. Really, I I wanted to be. I wanted to come off as like a warm person because I I think that I am one, and Mm -hmm. as I I actually usually hug the person um, uh, when I meet them for the first time, just you know to establish contact. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I shook his hand and then I promptly. Purelled myself in front of him. Did you just take out the bottle and? Yeah, <laughs> but he had one too, so it's fine. Oh boy! But um, you know, actually, I the, I don't know if yeah. So we just kind of compared notes. He actually works at Georgetown in the business school, in hmm. the dean's office. Hmm. Sorry if you're listening to this, but um, he won't be listening. He this. won't. <laughs> no one will be. It's fine. <laughs> um, although. Present yourself as if. No. As if he is. No, I don't want him to listen to this. But anyway. Okay. Um, I, I think I was just coming off of a day of just every hour there being more news and more news. Like mm-hmm. state of emergency, mm-hmm. national emergencies, mm-hmm. public schools closing. We might be telecommuting next week mm-hmm. when we, our office never does that ever. And um I just felt like this the the tidal wave was just coming closer and closer and closer. Yeah. Um, and I just could not like get off my phone. And I think it was also just coupled with work stress and mm-hmm. just like that not stopping and it was, you know, just a lot of things at once. So I felt kind of almost manic, like hyped yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And then um and then I made the great decision to go and meet someone at six thirty on a Thursday evening and um without any kind of like pause in between well how did it go poorly (laughs) um well it was i think the first mistake was having it not be at a bar because i think bars are pretty good for first dates they just loosen people up Mm -hmm. um but it was at a coffee shop with pastries for some reason we were talking about like coffee and cookies because i'm an infant um and he said, I'd love to buy you coffee and a cookie one day. And so it ended up being Thursday. And yeah. I made him buy me a coffee and a cookie. Okay. A black and white cookie, mm-hmm. if you had to know. That was already cellophane wrapped because that was the safest choice. And 
And instead of coffee, because it was almost 7 p.m., we got ginger hot toddies, which actually were really good. Okay. What did you talk about on the stage? Um, the coronavirus. <laughs> I, I just could not stop talking about it. And I think I really scared him off. Um, I just like was talking about it and I was doing a lot of things and yeah. he was doing a lot of things, but yeah. I've, he also, I don't think matched my mania. Uh-huh. And so I think when I am, when I see someone that is, um, I can overpower verbally. Mm-hmm. I do. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just, I don't know if he really got it in a word edgewise right. and I think I was just like talking talk talking yeah. and like and if there's a lull I was like what else can we talk about uh and then you know so, what I, that's actually a really good point that I hadn't thought about is that when everybody's anxiety is heightened mm-hmm. people handle anxiety in really different ways yeah. and it becomes more difficult to tolerate other people's to, uh, like ways of tolerating anxiety if yeah. that makes sense and so like being annoyed by people mm-hmm. is much easier yeah like I've thought about that because even though I'm not really dating I am on the apps but everybody does a coronavirus like intro or no. like yeah like reaches out being like hey like are you working from home like whatever yeah. but none of them go anywhere because mm-hmm. people are sick of talking about the coronavirus and also you know I don't know like I'm glad you didn't go to a bar honestly because I yeah. feel like you're packed in sardines I mean I, it, it probably wouldn't have been but I mean based on news from last night the bars were packed which is really kind of upsetting to me mm-hmm. um but oh yeah DC people are going out apparently Evie's been our our correspondent out at bars and restaurants <coughs> I'm just not walking at bars but you're walking by them. I'm walking by. Well, also, I just heard this from other people. Yeah. Um, people stay inside. Yeah. I am going to a restaurant tonight, though. Um, yeah. And I'm taking an Uber there. So, I'm like, a little bit nervous. But it's fine. <sighs> Those are the things I wonder if people listening, a.k.a. Becky, Mom, maybe Mary Page will listen to this, are thinking about is, like, what steps are not alarmist now? Like, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Like, is it time to stop taking Ubers? Is it time not to go to a coffee shop? Is it time to... I, I don't know. What's another one? Like, stock up on groceries so you don't have to go every couple of days to avoid exposure. Right. Like, I think nobody knows. Taking public transportation. Because, again, the count in D.C., they don't update it. So we don't know. Yeah, but we have to kind of assume that it's a lot, right? Yeah. So, can you do you want to just talk about what precautions you're taking? Perca- well, like or like where where you're at, like what you will and will not do. Right. That's evolving minute by minute. It really is. Also, I'm kind of lazy. I'm realizing, mm-hmm. especially with things I can't see. So I'm like, yeah, it's like bacteria, okay. like bacteria, viruses. No. <laughs> so there. what I do Jerks. is like simple. So Mary Page is going to kill me because she's really good about this stuff. But I do take off my shoes when I come into the house. I take a shower if I've been out during the day. Mm-hmm. I'm, my hands are raw from washing them and using Perel. If I bring groceries or like yesterday went out and bought some books to prepare for quarantining and I pureled them down. Um, Going to do all my laundry today. I don't know, really. I haven't been going to restaurants. Mm-hmm. I haven't been going out for coffee or dates or but I don't know if that's just because I'm like like a hermit person anyway. Because no one's invited you. No, <laughs> <laughs> 
very desirable commodity. You are. I'm just saying, no, no, no. No, that's a lie. Nobody's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm actually in a really good place, though, to be kind of pseudo quarantined. I'm not getting married. I'm not having a baby. I am not attending any important thing coming up. You don't have a kid that has to stay home from school. Don't have a kid that has to stay home from school. Wasn't even invited to a wedding for the next six months. <laughs> you know, like I know I'm like in school. I don't make any money. I don't have any stocks. Like when the world is crumbling around me, I'm like, oh no. But I'm also like, well. <laughs> it doesn't make much of a difference, does it? I think my recurring dream is like really telling and that it's of bridges with a bunch of people on it like collapsing but I'm very far away and I'm like oh no like oh, somebody should help those people what's that over there um, but to transition there is a way that we feel like it does affect us and we've been reading about how millennials are freaking out about their parents mm-hmm. um And I think it's a kind of a universal thing, guys, that we're all worried about our parents. And sometimes our parents aren't taking it as seriously as we are. Um, Like, I called my mom last night because, you know, she has a condition that has to do with her heart. And um, reading about coronavirus and hypertension, other cardiovascular stuff, it's like, turns out the lungs are attached to the heart, everybody. Don't go breaking your hearts. Episode title. It is. You gotta, you gotta keep your lungs healthy so that your heart doesn't have to go into overdrive. Anyway, was really kind of talking to her for like an hour and a half last night about how hard it is to set boundaries for yourself um, when you're not used to a situation like this, when a pandemic like this has never happened before. So my mom and I think a lot of um, boomers feel really guilty about protecting themselves and standing up to their employers and saying there need to be precautions in place or I need to take leave. And so um, that's been really stressing me out. Mm-hmm. Your mom isn't as stressed out. What did she tell you? Uh, well, I called... Actually, no. My mom called me last night. Usually I'm the one that calls her when I'm walking home from work. But she called me last night and she kind of caught me at a moment of... <clears throat> Anxiety, I'd say. Mm-hmm. A um, moment of anxiety. Just a brief moment. Just of a anxiety. brief spell before it passed. <laughs> just you know, my five minutes a day that I'm allowed. <laughs> She's, she says after she says I was so manic for a whole day on my date. Couldn't <laughs> shut up about the coronavirus. <gasps> anyway, anyway, your mom fr- called you Friday. My mom called me just to you know check in. We talked a lot and. Um, <clears throat> I told her what I was doing. I, I um, midweek broke down and bought myself a new computer because I was worried about being under-equipped to work at home because my computer is old um, and I knew that uh, teleworking was going to be kind of a pretty fast-coming reality. So anyway, I was... I bought a computer and it like just hadn't shipped or it was kind of being lost by FedEx and I was just kind of having a mini panic attack about $3,000 just floating around. So I was that. And then my mom, basically, I was just talking and talking, talking. Maybe this is very similar to my date situation. Um, (laughs) But my mom was like, I don't usually like to tell people this, but... I think you just need a glass of wine. And 
uh, my mom doesn't drink, so um, it was kind of funny for her Wake to say. Wake up, girl. It's so funny how, like, we can tell sometimes that we can't tell that we're anxious. Yeah. But, like, the other day, poor Evie had to witness me. I was making a recipe, Allison Roman's new pasta sauce oh. that you all may know about, which requires anchovies. And I didn't realize there was a hole in the pantry that goes straight through to the abandoned apartment below us. <laughs> and I dropped my sardines. <laughs> I dropped my anchovies down the hole and I had a tantrum over it. You did. I was devastated to the point I, I, you started I was crying. I, I did not start crying, but I almost did. And I, I teared up and I made Evie tie together all these Mardi Gras beads and attach them to a magnet to try to fish out my anchovies from the apartment below. I think it was down to like the finished ceiling. And, <laughs> and that's when you have to take a deep breath and go, is this really about the anchovies? Are you panicking and having a full meltdown because anchovies fell through all the them. We strung three Mardi Gras beads together to a chip clip. It did. It, with it, a very weak magnet. It didn't work. And Evie kept being like, well, can't you make it without... Out the anchovies, and I was like, "No, Evie, you idiot! You can't make it without." It says right here: if you don't want to use anchovies, you make a different recipe. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, "I can't even make this recipe without anchovies." So, it's something I would do. So, moral of the story is: there are other ways that we express our anxiety other than just feeling anxious. Yeah. The thing we're really anxious about. Sometimes we just snap. But you know what's a good distraction? Mm, tell me. Thinking about how we're going to optimize this time being quarantined. Women be optimizing. I know. My favorite chapter <laughs> in Trick Me. That's right. There's. It's. I love to optimize. It's fraught the the concept of optimizing for women because we are obsessed with. I don't think there's anything wrong with optimization. Making ourselves efficient and better and more likable and more perfect. But like, man, we're going to have a lot of time on our hands to invest in self improvement. I'm so excited. So what are you, what are you thinking about? Like, have you started to think about what you're going to do during quarantine? Yeah, I think there's going to be a, a lot of interesting parts to this. So I'm probably going to start um, having to work from home next week, right. which mm-hmm. is quite uncommon for my job, like I mentioned. And mm-hmm. um, part of that will be in just being a better um, and more organized person in my work life Mm -hmm. and also um just being a better like delegator um and communicator um so i'm just gonna have to work on that like in my work life um but that's boring adult stuff but how where that transitions into my life life better boundaries because Mm -hmm. there is no physical Mm -hmm. boundaries so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. have to really establish those in a healthy meaningful and firm way um, more so than I have been, I think, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have been pretty good about that lately. Um, and so while we get into my life life, um, things that I am looking forward to, mm-hmm. um, I want to read more books uh-huh. and be off social media a little less because I think social media kind of can get really alarmist and also it's just like the same thing over yeah. and over. Yeah. Um, it's not very productive unless you're just getting information. Mm-hmm. Um Though I do think that like having good channels of social sustenance is really important right now, mm-hmm. especially if we are social distancing, you still need to feel like 
um, connected to people. Yeah. I think that's important to not feel isolated and mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. because it's very easy to get just kind of like cycle right. in your head. So while it is important to like stay close to people, I just, I'm trying to like be on social media a little right. bit less. Good thing we live together and you can't escape me. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a silver lining to this, and I challenge us and other people to keep remembering the silver linings when it feels so overwhelmingly terrible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that I've already scheduled actually a couple like wine and Skype dates with friends I don't talk to very often. Oh, that's nice. And so maybe ironically in this isolating time, we have an opportunity to have more time to get in touch with people that we don't usually, you know, I don't know, communicate with or catch up with. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just makes you realize like what, which, um, relationships are, you know, just to cherish them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, even in the ways that you can at this time. Yeah. Don't send letters. You can spread your germs through the mail. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can still send letters. Um, but if I was getting letters from Mary Page in New York, Mary Page, don't send me any letters. Don't send me any fucking letters. How many people are going to touch that letter? And I'm going to open it, and it'll be like the anthrax envelope. You can always Lysol it, uh, like when you get it. Lysol, just to Lysol people's, yeah, I guess. Don't yeah. send me art. Don't send me anything I can't Lysol. You said you were reading books, so what books are you reading? So right now I'm reading White, White Teeth by Zadie Smith, uh-huh. um, who I really like. Um, I just started reading um, Swing Time, which was my first book by her. Um, I read that in December. I really appreciated like... I'm kind of as I'm reading more of her books, mm-hmm. I really like the themes that she talks about, like multiculturalism and um, biracial identity and kind of identity crises and kind of cultural wars and cross cultural um, stresses and beauty. Um, Is it a light read? Yeah. Okay. Um, not really. <laughs> uh, it's 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 not intense. I would say, uh-huh. but I mean. It's like, you know, kind of dramatic things happen, but it's not like this person died again and there's another person, not this person died again, but another person died and this person was tortured Uh and blah, blah, blah. Uh It's not like that. It's, it's kind of, um, she's much more interested in like these kind of, um, cultural specificities. And so she herself is, uh, biracial and she's, she's English. Um, but I just kind of like love that her stories are not really limited by time or place Mm. instead they more focus on like human relationships and like people from different backgrounds and how they come together um or don't Mm -hmm. um so and being um like multi-racial multicultural myself i am kind of interested in those topics so I'm reading White Teeth right now, which is her first novel that she wrote when she was 25. White Teeth. Mm-hmm. Damn it, people who have done better than us uh, way before us. Yep. Uh, so I think about that sometime. Oh my god. Uh, well, that's that's like tying into my like compulsive need to make this into self improvement time. It's the time is now. The time is now. Like. I have set goals for myself to read a certain number of books. I went out and I bought two Margaret Atwood books out of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't remember the names of the books right now, but they are kind of like near dystopian, just like most of her stuff. And then I bought Topeka School, oh, which is going to be our new book club book. Is that, did we decide that? We, yeah, we did. But everybody in book club, if you're listening, uh, maybe it'll be virtual book club. Who knows? But get Topeka School. So I got that. And then I want to get, I want to like exercise a lot and get prison strong. And Me too. <laughs> we're getting, Evie and I are going to get prison strong during this quarantine. We should take before and after pictures. No, we shouldn't. I think it's a great idea. No. Um, in our bathing suits. <laughs> in the mirror. I've yet to post a bathing suit picture of myself ever so the time is now the time is now 30 and flirty god evie called me for 30 and flirty for like seven weeks after my birthday (laughs) i thought it was so flirty dirty dirty 30 flirty dirty wait this this is how people in their mid-20s treat people who are 30 They think it's not coming for them, but it is. But no, it is. It's fine. Um, also, I'm going to relearn French. I thought you said you were going to learn Spanish. I'm also going to learn Spanish. Wait, but I want to relearn French and learn Spanish, too. This, our goals match perfectly. Good thing we live together. That's perfect. So, Prison Strong, read a bunch of books. Um, there's also a project at school that I could get out of the way, like, a year in advance, which, oh, my God, I would be... I'd be very proud of myself. I'd be proud of you too. I know. To stay productive even though when you don't have to mm-hmm. is an interesting challenge for us all. Yeah. Like you're saying putting limits on work. I'm thinking like you can do whatever you want while watching Titanic in the background. <laughs> is that your choice? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that necessarily. But or, do you have like goals of specific things, like things you want to read or Well, I think there's um one thing I do want to touch on is how this kind of crises can instill like good things Mm -hmm. um, like the silver lining like you were talking about like things that we're doing right now that I kind of want to keep thinking about Um, so for example just you know being a better like keeping the house as clean as it can be I feel like I myself I'm kind of bad at that sometimes Mm -hmm. and um, at this time we're I think we're really like whipping into shape and it's kind of nice and so I appreciate that and the pandemic is lining up with your cleanliness obsessions well my underlying cleanliness (laughs) obsessions obviously they were untapped before (laughs) I agree Um, this is good that our house is so clean and um yeah I think that that was that was the main one. You're going to learn Spanish. You're going to learn Spanish. And you want to read the Elena Ferrante books. I do want to read Elena Fer- Ferrante books. Um, it's called the My Brilliant Friend. Yeah. It's on HBO now, too. Oh, we could binge watch that. We could binge watch it. But she talked about it in Trick Mirror in the mm. heroine chapter. Yeah. Um, so I really want to read them. And also my friend Layla recommended it. So, And I love books and stories about female friendships because I love my female friendships. So That is a total. Horrible. Thanks. <laughs> I, I meant that to be patronizing, but just to be mean. Um, actually, Miranda loves the those books, the oh, Ferrante really? books, yeah. Oh, good. And she's one of our four listeners. Oh, so hi, she's Miranda. gonna love your reviews of them. Okay, well, I'll keep you updated. Also, guys, apparently, Trick Mirror is required reading to be able to understand this podcast. So it is. Get on that. It's a quick read. Don't worry. 
Actually, this bridges into like if we have any recommendations, if people are looking for things to make them happy during this time. Yeah. Like I'm watching um, that new Stephen King thing on HBO Go, the um, The Outsider. That's really making my day great. Oh, one thing that's also silver lining about this: I'm spending less money on coffee. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Are you ordering a lot of things online still? Yeah. <laughs> Did you order very expensive coffee the other day from Compass? I didn't order it. You I went bought to pick it there. Yeah. But it's less money than buying a cappuccino. That's true. Every time. So yeah. making coffee at home. I'm very excited about it. The okay. upside of the economy crashing is that it means that we personally aren't spending any money. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so recommendations really quickly. The Outsider, I'd recommend. The TV show. Even I just rewatched. Well, you rewatched the first half. Um, that movie, The Adjustment Bureau, mm-hmm. with Matt Damon. It is such a cute, romantic, don't have to think. Treat. Treat. Without being gross. Mm-hmm. Other things I'd like to recommend is... Um, Season two of Ugly Delicious came out, which is great if you like anything food related or travel related. It's David Jane's a really great host. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, and I hesitate to recommend Love Is Blind. Oh, everybody is watching that show. Did you never start? No, because I look. All the people I respect watch the show, and even when they talk about it, my brain starts to like shrivel up and have seizures and vomit. Wow, that was really dramatic. But I guess it's just like I have a very strong reaction to that type of reality television that I can't overcome. Sorry, there's sirens right now. Do you have this thing where every time a siren passes, I'm like, well, it's the coronavirus. (laughs) No, not yet. All right, I do. Maybe later. Anyway, um, but... Love is Blind sounds like a lot of people are, like, binging it and loving yeah, it. Yeah, well, I liked it for the first two episodes, and by the third and fourth, I'm over them. So, I can't watch anymore. I don't know why I'd like to, but uh, I just can't. I'd rather watch about anything else. Yeah. Just like these people are just so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I know, but it does distract you from... And unless it's not gripping enough, and mm-hmm. then you're on your phone again, yeah. which is what's happening to me. Oh, that's a good point. Guys, we need stuff that's gripping enough that we don't go on our phones to mm-hmm. look at coronavirus news, Yep, but not like contagion. You don't want to watch things that are gripping because they're... Well, we should watch contagion still. Uh, colluding with our desire to be terrified of viruses. All right, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think we should. Well, at the end of every episode, we'll have new recommendations of things to keep us busy. Write in, call in. Leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail on my phone. Mom and Becky, you have my number. I have Amy's phone, not mine. (laughs) And we'll continue to have um, more content all the time. Is that the first episode, Amy? I think that's it. All right. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Becky. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next time. We're also learning how to do this, so, oh, man, is it going to get better. If you have any feedback, that would also be nice, too. I don't know if we want feedback. (laughs) I don't like criticism. Not even the constructive type. Oh, especially the constructive (laughs) kind We'll, I'll try to stop slamming on the table. I scream when I talk. <laughs> so, like, I can't wait to press the pause button on this one take recording and be like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>